With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ah, welcome to a new week and all hail the world champions, our T20 women's side winning the World Cup over South Africa. It's a good way to start a new week where there will be plenty of sport uh, from start to finish. Uh, boy, Australia v India, it's all happening. Uh, rugby league starts on Thursday. Giddy up. Giddy up. Greg Alexander, are you excited to kick off the week on this Monday morning? Can't wait, Vossi. Can't wait. Um, plenty of touch footy over the weekend for me. Remember, I made oh. the trip out to Dubbo on oh, Saturday yes, morning. Dubbo. That's right, the Dubbo. So it was a, yeah, Dubbo. Beautiful. The, the touch footy grounds at Dubbo were sensational. It was, a, it was a great venue to hold the State Cup, the Junior State Cup. So all the ages up until 18 um, played. There was 10,000 people up there. Must have been. Um, fantastic weekend. Not a lot of joy, but for the, uh, for the Manly boys under 16, they got beaten in the semi bowed out in the semi after looking like world beaters through the uh, opening games through Friday, Saturday and then final Sunday, won their quarterfinal comfortably, then got rolled in a, it was a local derby because there's two touch teams on the Northern Beaches, there's Manly there's the Renegades, Renegades are based at Rat Park they play their competitions at Rat Park so Renegades got the better of the, the Manly boys I think I saw Steve Menzies poster. His daughter plays for Beaver. Yep, had, had I, I win, spent the weekend. The yes, yes. Yeah. Beavers. Beavers' uh, daughter is in the sixteen girls, and they won the title. Mm. So I was with yeah, Beaver nice. over the weekend. Nice. Well, mm. just back to um, the, now, uh, Bossy, you, the you, World Cup cricket. Uh, that's are they? Well, I mean, it's the first talkback topic. Is that Australia's best side? The T Twenty World Cup. I know we've had success at the Rugby League World Cup last year, but. They don't play the volume of matches that the Australian women's team do. Would would you describe the Australian women's cricket team, in particular shortened form, as our best side, our best export? Yes or no? Well, they'd have to go. They'd have to be. I can't think of any team, any Aussie team that's that's done what they've done. Was it six time, twenty twenty world mm. champions? Six in a yep, row. Six like, times. They haven't lost one. I, I wonder how many games they've lost over those six World Cup tournaments. Not many. Um, so you, you could mount an it'd be easy to mount an argument uh, that they are the best Aussie team, the best Aussie export. Uh, Vossi, an incredible win. Uh, Beth Mooney, player of the match. Ash Gardner, player of the series, and that's their sixth 2020 championship win. Incredible stuff. Uh, just while we're on cricket too, and women's cricket. The final of the uh, one-day competition was played. Ah, yes. Tasmania. Yes. What a... Yeah, Tas T Tasmania up against South Australia. Now, it was a rain-affected uh, match, so Duckworth, Lewis and Stern had to intervene, but uh, not by much. There was only a couple of overs, I think, missing out of the game. But coming into the final over of the game, South Australia needed four runs off the last over. So four runs of six balls, four runs of six balls 
They had five wickets in hand. Did South Australia win? The listeners are hanging on the edge of their... No, they didn't. No. Tasmania right. took five wickets in the five last they were all over. Out. That they was were the all least out. likely outcome. So they lost five the wickets in the last over. Correct. Wow. Five wickets. Wow. You were uh, watching so, this live? Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't watching it live. Wasn't right. watching it live because I was, I was in the car driving home from... Uh, Dubbo. Yep. But have seen it. Yep. Have seen it. The most well, incredible there... finish. Now, if you talk about finishes, five wickets in the last over. Have, have you ever heard of it? Four runs, six no. balls, well, four runs, five wickets in hand. Sarah Coit, the, the girl that bowled the last over for the yes. Tasmanians, she'll join us, Vossi, later in the show. Yeah. On the show, I think we throw it over to the listeners. Uh, do they have any examples of as many wickets falling in the last over of a game? Five wickets. And it's the final. It's not just the, you know, run of the mill. It's the damn final. <laughs> like, talk about chicken bone in the throat. Five wickets in the last over. Anyone got anything similar to throw at us this morning on the Motorola Open Line? Hello, Moto. One three hundred O one eleven seventy, and uh, you can text us, of course, on zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Just on Motorola too. Check out the latest smartphone from Motorola. dot com. dot au. Now, just on the cricket, we learned that Pat Cummins will remain in Sydney and miss the third test against India to be with his seriously ill mother, who is in palliative care. Our thoughts and wishes. Uh, best wishes for Pat Cummins and his family at a very tough time. Uh, Steve Smith will fill in as captain. And really, there's no more to be said on that. I mean, um, no. we now know the full uh, magnitude of what he is dealing with. And I think we just respect um, Pat Cummins' son. In this case, the son. He's a son trying yep. to take care of his mum. And, and that's where it, that's where it ends on that situation. Now... We get on to NRL. So, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three more sleeps. Three more sleeps until it all gets underway. Melbourne v Parramatta. But, if we want a little bit of controversy, just to kick off the week. Uh, f- first of all, not so much controversial, but the NRL and the Players Association, we're told, are closer than ever now to finalise an agreement. They're talking about, Brandy, just get your reaction to it. So, they're talking about um, one of the key points they're just trying to sign off on is the transfer date. So if a player's coming off, let's say a player coming off contract on or available in 2025, as it stands right now, you could sign him up November 1 this year. So November 1, 2023, you could sign a player Mm -hmm. for 2025. The league is looking to push that back to June 30. The following year. So you wouldn't be able to sign the player until June 30, 2024, if I was putting... That's the old one. That's what what we used to have. Yeah. So support? Yes or no? Uh, Yes. So we've had both. We didn't like the the speculation come through the season about what players might do. But I think it's a... I think it's a better system. Now we've had both of them. We've, we, we changed to November 1 and we've had a, a, you know, a stack of players signing for new clubs as they start 
pre-season training for the club that they will remain at for 12 months. Mm. I, you know, what's better? What's better for the clubs? I definitely think June 30 is better for the clubs. Are the players still pushing for, for November 1? The league wants to change. Do, do we know what the reaction from the Players Association is? Because I've, because I've heard them talk about it, and I think they're quite happy, the players, with the November 1. Yeah, earlier the better. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. They um, are. So it's June a big 30. difference because it, it is a big difference to go from November 1 to June 30. You are talking a full eight months. So mm. that is quite there's, – there's no middle ground here. It's not like, oh, well, okay, we'll go through to April the 1st or just you know, throwing a random date there. No, they jump forward eight months. I, I'm a supporter, but the cynic in me says, what, so players still won't sign with other clubs or agree to terms? You know, like that will still happen. It's just – publicly announce or if clubs don't give you um, consent to talk to another club, you can't do it before June 30 then. That's how it would work? That's how, that's how I, um, yeah, that's how it would work. Fans, throw it over again. The stakeholders in the game, the fans, they're listening to the program right now. Uh, Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, have you say on that one, June 30 or November 1, eight months later, or the system that we have now, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now everyone loves a, a big poll. The Herald has polled NRL CEOs and chairmen on a range of issues. Uh, let me throw at you um, a few results of uh, questions, Brandy. And you say surprised or not surprised? First mm-hmm. one: Should the NRL introduce a pride round? Yes, 18%. No, 82%. Surprised or not surprised? Not surprised. Okay. Next one. Would you consider wearing a Pride jersey at your club? No, 57%. Only if players agreed, 38%. Yes, regardless of players' views, 5%. Surprised? Uh, Probably not surprised. surprised. Not really surprised. surprised. Yeah. Would would, possibly have thought that players you know receiving the uh the go-ahead from the players wasn't a little higher mm. but you're not surprised 57 percent just said a flat no no we would not consider it uh, and this mm. one where should the nrl grand final be played stay in sydney 52 percent sold to different cities 36 percent so throw it out to tender 36 percent think that's the go share between brisbane and sydney 12 percent I, I probably find that the most interesting, the the, the most interesting. Um, surprised or not surprised? You, Brandy? On those uh, yeah, a little surprised. That, that little surprised that thirty six percent said we should throw it open and sell the grand final mm. to the highest bidder. That's that's the surprise number in that. So, uh, Vossi on, on certainly on that one, I, I would be a, a big supporter of leaving the grand final where it is. Yep. Yeah, so we've introduced a fourth, um, a fourth Queensland team. So four of seventeen. As I said, it's uh, just under twenty-five percent. I've always, uh, I'll, I'll stand by this, and I'll throw it out there. And again, listeners, we'll have final say today. We're we're giving you quite a job to do today. I'm happy with one in every four years we are in Queensland, and it's just based on mathematics. But you lock it in, so you know, Brandy, that. You know, like like the Olympic cycle. Um, so let's say the twenty twenty five grand final, the twenty twenty nine grand final, the twenty thirty three grand final is going to bring in Brisbane. 
and you know that many years out in advance, you can plan whatever. The, I, I would, I would be happy with that. I'm not saying that. You know, if I'm outvoted, that's fine, but I'd be happy with that. Once every four years... You know what? Well, 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 we since you've thrown that up, I've been thinking about it quickly. I'm not opposed to that idea. Hmm. That every four years we we held the grand final at Suncorp. Not opposed to it at all. Obviously, though, you are talking sacrifice on um, dollars and cents. I mean, it's simple maths. You get over 80,000 people in Sydney and you get 52000 at Suncorp. That is quite sacrificing a lot of coin for the league on their biggest day. Um, so that would have to be thrown in, and that's where Queensland would have to stump up a little bit of government, you know, a bit of something, a little bit of something. If they wanted one every four years, yeah, they're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we love the idea, but you're going to have to pay. Uh, now, this one. Talk about throwing a little bit of petrol on the fire. The Roosters roster is now worth at least $1.5 million more than the salary cap, according to an analysis by the Daily Telegraph on what their players would be worth on the open market. The Roosters. Cue the Sombrero jokes. Cue Rabbitohs fans coming out of the woodwork to have their say. Uh, But that's the Telegraph. Very interesting piece today you might want to have a look at. $1.5 million more than the salary cap. Surprised or not surprised, Brady? Uh, not surprised. Subjective. <laughs> not surprised. Here we go. It is subjective. It in, yes, it Lock is subjective. It now that is amazing. Since when we went off air the other day, Herbie Farnworth has signed with the Dolphins for three years, starting next year. Tom Flegler's agreed to a four-year deal. It's two of Brisbane's best young players have signed with the Dolphins before we have a game played this year. That's massive. Well, there we go. So, so the, Flickler might so be the a, ju- a ten-year origin player. Uh, absolutely, Flegler is a is a terrific young front rower. Um, that's a big loss. That's a, that's a blow, and and obviously the Roosters were chasing Tom Flegler as well. So he's opted to stay in Queensland, play for the Cross City rivals, the Dolphins. Vossi, um, quite amazing, big big. News. It is. It is June thirty. Bring on June thirty. Now, Rugby Union, we had Peter Jorgensen on the show on Friday morning. Jorgo's son, Max, making his debut for the Waratahs. Two tries for Max. Try with his first touch of the ball. Uh, Waratahs beaten, though, by the Brumbies, 31-25. We'll run through all the Super Rugby scores. We'll run through plenty of football. Brad, he's got the football desk ready to go this morning. He's got news out of Scotland. Ange Postacoglu has got another trophy to put on the uh, mantelpiece. We'll cover all the EPL. We'll have Andy Pascalides on the show later this morning. Uh, David Riccio from the Daily Telegraph to cover all that rugby league news. Michelle Bishop with the sports updates. Uh, sports bet Sarah Coit from the Tasmanian uh, cricket side, as Brandy said earlier. So the biggest guest of all is you. And we've got a lot of topics here to talk about. So let's rip in. Let's ramp it up. Monday morning, NRL is back later this week. Anything you want to say, lock in a prediction, if you will. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. text 457 736736 broadcasting right across the SEN network. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 1170 AM in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.